Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello and welcome to Bizarre Conspiracies. My name is Eric Patino. And I am Conrad Toll. And today yep. we will be discussing vaccines. Probably one of the most controversial topics that I think we've touched on in the past, what, three months? <laughs> so, um, right? yeah, I don't think we've talked about it since the beginning of COVID. But you know, it's interesting. I noticed something last night when I was, you know, uh, cramming in some research just to see if there was anything that I missed, right? Because mm-hmm. we've all been through this together. We're, we're all going through it together together we as it comes out we're all hearing about the latest uh covid uh, variants and certain laws and, and stuff like that that are coming to pass but i've noticed something uh as far as google goes and and the mainstream media there is nothing that you can find about vaccines in a negative way anymore. everything is so positive like vaccine is heavily monitored 100 percent um there is a definitely a information crackdown yeah Yes. And I think that is actually a very negative thing for vaccines. To be given the untouchable really status is. is given the position of don't take me seriously because I can't mm-hmm. stand up to serious criticisms or it's like you're afraid of something. So it really does give a negative connotation to give something the untouchable status. Right. Even Google searching side effects for the Pfizer shot, you're given very hard. A, a, yeah. You're giving all these articles that are like, well, really isn't any side effects with the Pfizer show with any of our vaccines actually <laughs> so it, it was difficult to get information actual information uh, from this you gotta go into the dark caves of the internet like 4chan and, <laughs> and reddit <laughs> and uh, YouTube videos I'm mean, even on YouTube they're cracking down on mm-hmm. uh, vaccines information so yeah it was incredibly difficult but I've run across um, independent creators on YouTube YouTube, who pride themselves on not being swayed by um, they, they don't have any hidden agendas nobody's telling them to do the stuff they do what they want to do kind of like us mm-hmm. and but even when they have a video that is they're talking about how they like vaccines and they're on board with everything but they themselves are an independent group separate and they're not getting their marching orders from anyone else even those ones get they're being silenced regulated. a bit yeah and it, it's it's so it's anything that mentions um, vaccines that is not um, authorized <laughs> because exactly. the people who the people who have been given their marching orders and have the, all their ducks in a row and are doing it under um, production surveillance and like they do I don't know an interview with somebody who's in the medical field mm-hmm. and it's part of the the whole publicity thing they get promoted heavily right like, they get crammed down your throat and you were just looking for cat videos for crying out loud <laughs> <laughs> but so the same people who do the same things one is uh, 
they're saying roughly the same thing. They're both doing glowing reports of vaccines. One of them is sanctioned and the other one is not. Get wildly different treatment because everybody who's not sanctioned to talk about vaccines is getting dogpiled. Mm-hmm. Whether they're right. doing what they're supposed to or not, it's just a, a algorithm suppression. So it, it was even weird. I was going back and I was looking for just little bitty side things, very targeted, looking for st- statistics and stuff that had things to do with 2020. I was sure. looking for suicide rates. Yeah, uh, I was also looking for chart. I couldn't find and, any. And what I was given is COVID cases. I Googled. Um, well, I wasn't using Google. I was using a different search engine, but I was, <laughs> I searched um, suicide graphs of 2020 or something like that. And I was given COVID cases. <laughs> like, wait a minute. That is not even close to what I asked. And it's the middle of 2021. Information mm-hmm. from last year should be right out there. It should just recently be being published. Right. So little bitty side things you're just asking. And I went back and I was doing like research on the history of vaccines Mm -hmm. and I was still given stuff about COVID-19. It's everything is super saturated. I I was had to do very targeted searches on peripheral items (laughs) not to get COVID-19. Even if uh, did you ever did you ever notice when you look up YouTube videos about even even the slightest mention about a COVID vaccine or a vaccine in general, you get this little um, banner. Down at the bottom, yeah, a little banner at the bottom from like a wiki or what's it called? Wikipedia, generally. Wikipedia so, is telling so, you to like learn the truth about COVID here. Yeah, <laughs> and they'll say something like COVID nineteen is a very serious disease, um, right? And something like that. Bottom, and you're going, but that is what the guy in the video is saying. The guy in the video is is talking about, but the uh, best you know, thing, the prices of liver that's gone up or something. It, you, <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> this is not a conspiracy. What are you doing? <laughs> I'm the guy you want to suppress. Why are you suppressing him? <laughs> I just wanted to learn how to make. Uh, but the best thing about all these vaccine videos is is the comments. The comments you cannot, <laughs> you can't censor. Yeah. Well, they can. A lot of them get turned off. Well, the, the, they can be they can be censored by the YouTube creator, not by the algorithm, right? Oh, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So people when they comment down on these vaccine videos, it's so funny. I love it. I love it. But hey. We're talking about vaccines, right? And I suppose we should, like you were mentioning, talk about how vaccines were created in the first. And you were telling me, and I didn't know that no one knows how the first vaccine got created or something like this. Yeah. So there's a legend of a man in China. He taught the idea of, um, wasn't virology, what was it? It was um, variola. It's the idea of simply taking, um, it it was originally done with mulks. And what people would do is they would take the the warts. People would have the the little spots when you have smallpox. And they would scrape those and then they would um, infect somebody else with them. And the idea is that when it is transferred from one person to the next person, it's weaker. They don't know, they didn't know why at the time, but they did know that it was weaker. That if you were um, exposed to, they had this whole ritual that they would do with it. And they know that people who went through this ritual, for whatever reason, would get smallpox, but it would be a non-lethal aversion. It would be a much less severe case. Okay. And what what they were actually doing is um, the ritual they would go through. (laughs) Because the theory is the man who invented it was a demon cast 
cast what we call them we cast out demons a um we did a whole cast out the oh uh, exorcist yeah it was an exorcist chinese exorcist he created a vaccine he was the, the first the, vaccine uh, yes the 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 process known as a uh, viralization viralization it's not quite a vaccine but it's like the um it's it, it's the same thing as a vaccine just a whole lot less sophisticated sure. <laughs> um and so what he would do according to the theory it's uh, there's a lot of legend associated with it Lo- uh, the scholars say that he lived probably in the 1400s but the legends say that he was a, in the um at the turn of the first century so 400 years prior to the 1400s mm-hmm. um and a lot of his teachings were passed down um from word of mouth and they wouldn't they weren't written down and it was something that you would tr- were trained to do but none of it, it wasn't like a guidebook or a manual that you were that was written down and it was a ritual where the person who was what would happen is when a a family member got smallpox uh, all the children would go through this ritual to protect them because the, it was known that when one person in the family got smallpox and the whole family would get smallpox and then it was very likely that large mem- large amounts of the family would die so they would try and protect the the family <laughs> through this ritual and the uh, <laughs> the um, I already forgot what you call him the guy who casts out demons what do you call that exorcist the exorcist he would set up this uh, religious ceremony where he'd light candles in a room and they would stay in this room for several days while the religious ceremony was taking place mm-hmm. and they would try and find the part of the the body of the person who was originally affected that was the least infected it seemed to be the healthiest so if one arm had less spots on it than the other they would take the arm that had the fewer spots and they would scrape those um spots mm. or and sometimes they would take um you used clothes from the from the person who was originally infected and they would give those to the people who were going through the ceremony and if the spots were uh black then the mm. ceremony failed and if the spots were uh whiter then the ceremony succeeded hmm. and they didn't know why this was now we, we kind of know what was going on what they were doing is they were taking a small number of viruses and exposing them to a very uh, count of viruses if you're exposed to just a few viruses as opposed to a lot it's kind of like uh, uh if you were getting hit with a, a typhoon is it easier to it's easier to fight the disease if there's a lot less coming in at once as opposed to a huge wave so if you're exposed to just a little bit of it which is what they would do in the ceremony they would be separated from the person who had the disease mm. and they were only exposed to just a small amount of the the scrape or a small amount of the disease which was on the clothes and then the body it would it, it, because you know the way that viruses work they get into the body they take over a cell and they start reproducing themselves through the cell and they uh, multiply and then they swarm the body and try and take over well the process takes a lot longer (coughs) if there's only a few initial viruses take over a few cells and start um, multiplying that way as opposed to I don't know you know the difference between like two that are reproducing at a rapid rate as opposed to a hundred or a thousand that are reproducing at a rate it makes the initial part of the uh, disease a lot man- more manageable and it gives the body more time to adapt and to the immune system to learn how to fight this that virus right mm-hmm. so that that's the idea if you expose somebody to just a little bit the the body learns to fight it at right. a, a better rate and the clear or the the white spots if you got those that was a sign that the 
you were just having a milder case. It's there. That's all it was to it. The, the color, if you had the black spots, that just meant that you were being overwhelmed. Clear was something that was more manageable. Hmm, interesting. So this idea spread to Europe in the uh, early uh, nine, nine, 18,000, 1800s. Uh, sorry. <laughs> 18,000s. <laughs> 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 slightly different time period. And the, uh, <laughs> over the late uh, 1700s, there was two different uh, people that did it. There was uh, Edward Jennifer or, or yeah, Edward Jennifer in Russia. And there was a guy in England who was doing it at the same time. How not and, a Russian name? Yeah. Well, I don't think he was Russian. Uh, he was hired by the uh, Russian Empress Catherine the Great. I see. Uh, I think that he came from Turkey or something like that. Sorry, uh, sorry for disturbing you. Oh, no, no. It's <laughs> a, probably a good point that I sh- should have I stated. He was not Russian and he was invited to come to Russia to vaccinate the czar, Catherine uh-huh. the Great. So it's actually kind of, he was very apprehensive about that because at that time, uh, when, when in early China, when they were doing this, the success rate was one out of eight. No, 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 not one out of eight, seven out of eight. There would be one out of eight failures and somebody would die. Hmm, interesting. Okay, so it was a uh, pretty but, good you know, success. That's pretty good considering that the smallpox were extremely dangerous. Right. And so it, it was, so if you had a family that had this disease going through them, it was much better than if you had, uh, uh, I don't know, a death rate of over 50%. This Edward Jennifer guy, he was doing it. He wasn't using smallpox. He discovered that if you were immune to uh, cowpox, which was less deadly, then you also were immune to smallpox. So he wasn't using smallpox. He was using cowpox. And they had refined the the process to get the minimal amount, a more of a, um, a more of a controlled amount instead of being like, OK, well, we'll hope that this what we're giving you is uh, enough of a dose to get you infected, but a small of a dose not to kill you. Right. Mm hmm. So <laughs> they had they had figured out a way to systematically get to a point that it was more reliable. And what they would do is they would take this the, the scrape from the, the smallpox, or in this case, the cowpox, and then they would age them. And then I believe that they would uh, tr- chemically treat them. Uh, no, no, they wouldn't. And the, uh, they would dry them, age, age them, and then they experimented with where they would introduce them to the body. Would it be on the hand, on the face, you know, that sort of thing. And they had perfected the science to the point that only one out of 600 would die. But still, he was infecting the Tsar of Russia. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, unbeknownst to the Tsar of Russia, he had arranged for a secret escape route (laughs) over the city (laughs) in the case of one out of 600 and things were going really bad. (laughs) I don't know if it would have worked, but I don't know. Uh, So that was, that's kind of the origins. Okay. They um, came from China, the idea. Isn't isn't it odd it comes from China? I was going to say everything comes from China. Clothes, China. toys, a deadly virus. Vaccines. Vaccines. <laughs> so uh, on, a, on, a, on a side question, an unrelated question to that. Do you miss those old titles that people used to have? Like the czar or a lord or duchess, duchess or whatever it's um, Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> like if you were the man of the house, right? And you had this like this castle, you were the lord, you were the lord. And you had, I don't know, 10 servants or something making you breakfast and dinner and cleaning your sheets and stuff yeah and then then you would have you it wouldn't be like lord so-and-so you would have lord of either the place that you were ruling like 
Oh, right, right, right. Like the, like the area the that you're in. Is, right, right. Um, I don't know, Manchester. The Lord of Manchester or something what like do you, that. What do you think modern titles would be? Uh, I am Lord of Burger King, yes. <laughs> well, no, the modern titles are are really weird things. Like, uh, think of people that are famous online who have um, aliases. How crazy alias... Like, uh, you mean like Hulk or something like that. <laughs> I was going to say, like, YouTubers? Yeah. Um, I don't think I really know wildly successful youtubers though i don't follow main even mainstream youtube yeah you know well the only, the only one i know of is logan paul and that's because he's always in the news about wanting to yeah, fight somebody and it's just his name though it's not anything cool yeah yeah that's just his name but anyway <laughs> <laughs> I don't yeah, know. I, I was just thinking about that today. I was like, hmm, I wonder if what it would be like if people still had titles, like fancy titles so today. as uh, the study of virology got better, they started coming up with different types of vaccines. Um, what they found is if you um, you could do different things to, to vaccines to make them less dangerous, but still get the body to inoculate itself to it, uh, they, they could mm-hmm. uh, heat it and and kill the virus but still it retain its shape so that the body learns to fight the dead virus so you kill the right, virus right, right. then you in, then you inject it and then the the, the virus is, is is still there enough it's kind of like i don't know destroying <laughs> to make a military comparison it's like destroying a fort or something or killing or de- defeating a fort and then letting people come in and inspect it and learn how the fort was built and that sort of thing <laughs> you know <laughs> it kind of it's kind of the same idea right um do you generally think vaccines are a good thing uh yes but here's here's a point that i i mean and with meaning to make all vaccines every Mm -hmm. advancement in vaccines has been started with um what is considered non-medical professional um you know they say you you would never experiment on a person like they do with vaccines Mm -hmm. the first um if you think about like what's the morality of infecting a ton of children whose brother got sick with the <clears throat> odds of it being one out of eight d- would die as opposed to being like, mm-hmm. well, let's try and hope that they don't get sick. You're deliberately infecting somebody with something that might kill them as opposed to saying, well, maybe they were never infected in the first place. Maybe we'll just try and isolate them. Uh, and then you're you're taking one of the most deadly diseases known to man and you're deliberately infusing it into someone's body and hoping that it will take um, root. Who comes up with this sort of thing? An exorcist? <laughs> uh, po- quite possibly. So I have another theory of where it came from. This actually might have come from some sort of military torture of some kind. Could you imagine like you have a prison somewhere and you're like, oh, you know what we're going to do? We have all these prisoners and one of them's got smallpox. We're just going to torture the rest of them. Be like, if you don't talk, we're going to infect you with smallpox. And then like, bring it on. Long live the king. I'll never talk. And then they infect him and he's like, a very minor amount. I'm like, hmm, well, that one didn't seem to take very well. We'll go to the next guy. Like, every person they infect, it's like, hmm, they all survived. None of them died. <laughs> this must be a cure. <laughs> Um, anyway. I was just thinking, um, the, the, uh, the Chinese guy that you said invent, yeah. kind of invented the first Normally, vaccine. Normally, uh, the, the people that I've uh, run across, they refer to him as X. Okay. Which, 
because they don't know his name. They just call him X. Right. But he, but he was a, an exorcist, right? Yes, very much. Did an he, did, did he create a, a, a vaccine because he thought diseases were demon possession? No. Um, or some he was, somehow demonic. Uh, the legend goes he was a uh, an a, a renowned exorcist, a magic man that lived on because he wasn't just a exorcist. He was a um, right a Every- wizard. <laughs> <laughs> How could you be a wizard and an exorcist? And Only in China. Uh, so you're the medicine man, you know, I'm, I'm the, the magic man that lived on a mountain. And the supposedly the king. So he was a herbalist of China. Uh, was his, was dying of smallpox? No, his family was dying of smallpox, and he sent a a reward that anyone who could cure the family of smallpox okay. would receive a large amount curious. of money. And then a guy came down from the mountain and claimed his reward. Uh, that's the uh, okay. that's the, the the lore behind it. Okay, and that's kind of one of the reasons why people are skeptical of it is because it tells like a fairy tale. Mm-hmm. But <clears throat> it could totally be the truth because <laughs> like, we were talking about Rasputin. Right? <laughs> oh, he did so many weird things. If if somebody was telling that story came from, you know, the 1200 century, and you're like, there was this magical man, and he came from who knows where, and he healed the queen's son of um, blood disease, whatever it was. I don't even remember, to be honest they'd, with you. We, they'd, be, they'd be looking at it and going, yeah, that was totally a legend. That didn't happen. <laughs> so that guy totally could have been a Rasputin. <laughs> Because he has the same background. Like how? How? I'm pretty sure that Rasputin probably did a few exorcisms in his time. I'm sure he did. <laughs> I mean, remember the story I told you that he had a vision of uh, the Virgin Mary, and that's why he got yeah. called into the his his newly found life after that. So, I mean, you never know, right? You never know. And then isn't it odd that vaccines, the story of vaccines and Catherine the Great tells a little bit like Rasputin. There's this Russian czar who's like, you know what? I don't care if it's a crazy, weird treatment. I'm going to skip all the doctors and go for this weird, bizarre idea of getting infected with a disease and it's totally going to heal me. That is quite odd. And here's the thing. After Catherine the Great recovered from the um, the lesser sickness that she had and was then immune to smallpox, she said concerning anti-vaxxers... <laughs> <laughs> um, they've been around for that long, huh? That they are either uh, blockheaded, ignorant, or just evil isn't it odd that it's so polarizing even back in the day yeah it really is now concerning anti-vaxxers right (laughs) because there's 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 a i would say misleading title there because you got people who 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 are saying um a particular group of people that don't want to get the covid vaccine they're calling them anti-vaxxers but it's not necessarily that they don't believe in vaccines in general they don't believe in the covid vaccine right and you know how i was saying that there was different types of vaccines there's um the the you can kill the virus and then you can put it into a uh, and you know it's the the hollowed out fort that's being sure. investigated and there's like five or six other different types of ways that you can do it the covid vaccine is an entirely new way that has not been tried before mm-hmm. and as opposed to when you have your immune system when it becomes immune to something it has a data bank a genetic data data bank where it keeps you know the list of how to fight all diseases that it refers to when fighting um, 
say, smallpox and that sort of thing. The the way that the COVID-19 virus works is instead of giving the body something to work with and then the body fighting it, learning how to fight it, and then recording it, they just skip that whole process and go straight to just recording it into the... Um, so you don't actually get injected with some type of the um, COVID-19 virus. You're just... The, the, the COVID-19 uh, vaccine will the RNA uh, vaccine, as they call it, right. will just inscribe itself into the ledges of your immune system. Right. It's entirely different than anything. It's very ever. different. Yeah. So as opposed to the other ones where, you know, it's a way that there's some what they'll put into your body that are similar or they're weakened or they're even dead. And the, the um, immune system scribes in its method of fighting itself. Or in some cases, there is something that is um, like a phony virus where it appears to be the virus that they're injecting you with, but it's not. And the um, the immune system would fight this phony virus the same way it would fight the real virus and it would still be as effective. There, there's mm-hmm. all these different ways that you can get the immune system to scribe itself, its little genetic um, combat list. The RNA, the uh, COVID-19 one, it inscribes itself, which a lot of people have this gut reaction to like, wow, that's pretty invasive, man. It's like getting into your computer and going right to the code and typing in the code, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. It's um, to some people, it, it's unnatural. Right. There are so there's a special sect of people who are against uh, the COVID nineteen virus who aren't against all viruses, uh, mm-hmm. not viruses. The, vaccines. <laughs> I meant to say vaccines. <laughs> I'm pretty sure everybody's against viruses. <laughs> <laughs> I would hope so. Yeah. Uh, 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 there's been a couple of doctors that even have come out and said, you know. Natural immunity is, is is a lot better than the vaccine than taking this vaccine. But if you have a low if you have a low immune system, then you might want to take the vaccine. That would be the only case. Uh, uh, I kind of was talking about it at the beginning when I was talking about how they go about and they scrub dissent from of vaccines all away, and how I not particularly a fan of that. And I, I kind of was thinking the same thing of Catherine the Great when she called anti-vaxxers of the day blockheads or just evil or ignorant. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, I mean, looking at it now in the in hindsight, <laughs> it's funny because it's twenty twenty hindsight and twenty twenty is now in the past. Anyway, <laughs> in hindsight, um, it, it is easy to look at uh, anti-vaxxers negatively like Catherine the Great did. But I really don't think it is positive for um, to say that your opponent who may be a well per- well-meaning, educated person going, dude, we have no idea what you're doing. You're just sticking an extremely dangerous virus into somebody's bloodstream. How is that a good idea? And looking at that person and saying that they must be one of three things, one being ignorant, one being blockheaded, and the other one being wicked. Because if you have a really smart guy, well, he knows he's not ignorant. There's, uh, he knows exactly the risks and everything that's going on. And then he's obviously not blockheaded. He's one of the smartest people in the, the field of medicine. So what you're telling him is that he's straight up evil. Well, that's not a very good way to get him on board with your <laughs> um, plan. And as we were saying, when you're, you're scrubbing, when you're calling people who hate vaccines or ha- just hate the RNA vaccine, mm-hmm. and you're telling them that they're either blockheaded, uh, evil, or ignorant – and then at the same time, you're scrubbing everything that anyone says against it away. 
it really does make it look like you're in the wrong, mm-hmm. <laughs> whether or not you, you are. It's just the, the wrong approach, right. I would say. Uh, uh, well, so- I think we're going to go on a break right now, but uh, oh. don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. More of our series. And we're back from the break. So, I don't know, were, were you done discussing the uh, the various History? theories that you had? Well, sort of. The, no, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Because uh, I want to go uh, into a different direction with the vaccines. All right. Um, but you can go ahead. Well, there, were, there was this um, one thing that I... You've, have you heard the story of the, uh, the first vaccine given for um, rabies? First rabies vaccine? Nope. So, I, I don't know much of vaccine history, period. Um, there was a fella, I think it was Louis Pasteur, actually, the famous scientist who came up with the uh, vaccine for uh, rabies. And the first trial patient that he did the vaccine on was a boy who had been bitten by a dog. Mm -hmm. But they weren't 100% sure that the dog was rabies, had rabies. So, and his vaccine was untested, but he went ahead and gave the child the vaccine the, the rabies vaccine with the rabies in the vaccine to try and counter it just because if he gave them the vaccine and they did were bitten by a rabid dog, the idea was that it would save the kid's life, but the kid may have not been actually bit by a rabid dog because he didn't confirm that the dog was rabid because they didn't bring the dog. They just brought the kid. Mm-hmm. It just seems to me that almost every single story about the advancement in vaccines is always somebody making a morally gray judgment about when it is appropriate to give somebody a vaccine. It just caught me as very on the nose because there's a lot of people getting the vaccine who believe that it has not been reviewed by the CDC. Mm-hmm. It's not been approved. It is an emergency rollout and all of that. And it's the same thing. We really don't know if it would work and we're injecting tons of people with it or what the side effects and the long-term effects would be, if mm-hmm. any. I, I have a few. It's just very familiar. <laughs> <laughs> so, <clears throat> would, you, would you ever get the COVID vaccine, Conrad? Yes, Really? Yes. Just not. I, I would just not the current state of vaccine. Um. The thing is, I've already had COVID twice. Really? I think. I don't know. Maybe I haven't. I never got tested. <laughs> but here's the thing. Did you feel sick? Do you remember how I was talking about um um the way that you would um make a vaccine survivable? Not vaccine, but exposure to a disease survivable was you would reduce the initial amount that you were exposed to. Mm, say that again. Sorry. When I was first talking about the the discovery of the vaccination process, mm-hmm. the the key was to expose somebody to very little amount. Right, right, right. right. Not overwhelm them at first. I believe that there is almost a zero percent chance of me dying from COVID because I am forced to wear a mask all the time. And I believe that masks do actually work because... Well, there's been some studies on that. So if you're in the N95, I believe, you're pretty well covered. If you're wearing anything but that, you still have a chance of catching COVID. Yes, you still have a chance of catching it. But have you reduced reduced the amount? Like I was saying, the initial wave is what you're trying to reduce you're trying to reduce you're not trying to eliminate exposure but you're just trying to bring it down below the overwhelm threshold <laughs> mm-hmm. masks have been something that people have been using in the medical field for a long time for a very long and, time yeah. and it's just kind of odd to me 
that this is the first time that it's been really called into question on whether or not masks work. <laughs> I've never been against masks. It's very true. I have many different kinds of masks that I've been prepping for because <laughs> I've been prepping for um, disease takeover, uh, 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 chemical warfare and biological warfare for going on like five years now. Yes, you're a prepper. I have, I have gas masks and I have biohazard masks and all sorts of masks. I've always believed that they've worked. <laughs> so <laughs> I would get the, the vaccine if I believe that my masks would fail. But I have quite a number of, quite a amount of um, faith in my masks and in my personal immune system. So... <laughs> I mean, you're a pretty healthy guy. <clears throat> yeah, you don't you don't hardly eat any processed food, which I, I really can't say that for the majority of Americans. Um, I would I don't eat a highly processed food, but the actual definition of what is processed food is is extremely large. The amount of stuff that, in order to have non processed food is. To have like a paleo diet? Nah. Oh, right, that's right, not- right. Well, what I meant was you hardly eat any fast food, any junk foods, things like that. You know, it's a lot of... The highly processed. Right, right, right. Oh, that's that's another thing that the uh, fella X uh, promoted was personal hygiene and just physical health. <laughs> right. <laughs> anyway. I mean, that's so, good yeah. advice for that, for that period of time, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't it funny? You need to wear more deodorant and take care of uh, yourself. Eat good food. Wash your teeth. <laughs> um, take a daily shower. That's funny. You know, when uh, COVID was first taking the world, mm-hmm. uh, health um, officials were advising people uh, when they went out to buy food, because the only thing that was open was the grocery store, right? Because this was during the uh, the initial lockdown, and only insen- right. uh, essential businesses were open. Mm-hmm. They were they were uh, telling people, "Hey, to even further minimize uh, catching the COVID or spreading around, whatever clothes you were wearing that uh, while you were out shopping, immediately wash it when you get home." And I was just like, "That's a lot to do." Yeah, I haven't. I haven't been. I mean, really it's not physically a lot to do, but it was a lot to ask people to do. You know, like. yeah. <laughs> because there's so many people out there that don't wash their clothes almost at all. Anyway, that's kind of gross. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> hey, yeah. but yeah. like every every suppose you're the you're the type of family that you know goes out and buys groceries once a week, right? Yeah. And you probably do laundry once a week. That's that's about normal, right? Laundry for about yeah. once, maybe I, twice I a week. D- d- I mean, it depends on how much clothes you have and how lazy you are and all that. But <laughs> <laughs> I know some people who'd go even longer and they just have one really long wash day. Oh, man. There's only so much Febreze in the world. But uh, they were actually, the reason I bring this up is because they were telling my wife this from work. So, you know, where she works, where we used to work. The so they're telling her to immediately wash her clothes. Yes. Every time she comes home from work. Yes. Not only that, to spray her shoes with disinfectant because the floors uh, were possibly carrying the virus. You know, it's not a bad exercise to do. If it's you're, like, not. Trying to prevent, I don't know, nuclear fallout, <laughs> trying to reduce radiation. 
you know, it's mm-hmm. like a, a drill of how good can I be at making sure radiation doesn't slip into my house before I actually have to do it for real. But right. I really don't think that that is necessary for COVID. I don't, COVID I don't think so either. And the reason I bring this up is because it was brought up initially during COVID, right? You, you didn't hear about it anymore. And some people might not have heard it at all. I did not. And it, it was it was such a strange thing to hear at the time because my wife would actually do that. <laughs> she would come home, take off her clothes from work, and immediately wash it. And I was like, well, I mean, do what, do what you want, right? If they're telling you to do this, go ahead. But I really don't see the need for it, you know? Did she or anyone in your household ever get COVID? And not in my household, no. Um, thankfully, my mom works in uh she, she works as a nurse in a hospital and they turned an entire floor of her hospital into a covid unit right and everyone in that hospital all the nurses had to take shifts rotating their schedule to work in the covid unit so everyone had to work there at some point during the week so it'd be some days you would work in it or it'd be like some days you'd work uh, a few hours in it Wait, how does this shift work? It would, it would, it would, ha- it would be in uh, days. So, like, she would, okay. if she was selected to work that week, she would work her three days straight in COVID unit, and then she would go to her regular unit after that. But she would, but she would constantly be tested, and she showed me, you know, all the precautions that every nurse had to take, including her. And she told me for her hospital, all the nurses and the doctors. Uh, even if you weren't in the COVID unit, but especially if you were in the COVID unit, you had to wear three masks. So you would have your initial mask covering your mouth and nose, which was the general uh, cloth mask that you would see, right? The the medical one, the, the one that everyone has uh, options to buy at the store and all that. And then on top of that, she had the N95 mask. And then over that, she had the giant shield. And my mom would say... Um, I mean, she got used to it after a while, but initially she's like, damn, it's so hard to breathe through three masks, right? But you couldn't take it off at mm-hmm. all, at even during your break, right? Because clothes, uh, the air, the, you know, the air ducts are like breathing in through the patient rooms. They're also going out into the hallways and into the, the nurses, uh, what you call it, break room and all that. So you you really couldn't take anything out. The only thing you could take off was your gloves when you were not in a patient uh, room. But that was about it. That was brutal. Sounds brutal. I, I barely survive wearing one mask when I have to go out. <laughs> uh, and when I was working, it, wearing the mask was not ideal. I hated wearing yeah. the mask. Yeah. I, I don't know. Do you think you, after a while your lungs get stronger and you can just breathe just fine? Yeah, after probably a bit? not. That's probably <laughs> just your brain trying to survive. Like, hey, we we got to trick him into thinking that we can survive this. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you got you got a lot of uh, a weird um, rules that that were happening in the beginning of COVID, and now I kind of see that same trend happening with the Delta variant. So there there was a thing. Uh, for for businesses now, uh, they they might mandate a vaccine for its employees, and that, and that's kind of a huge thing that's going on right now because hardly, hardly any uh, employees want to take the vaccine for personal reasons, right? It's everyone's choice, 
I feel like you shouldn't have to force people to get a vaccine, but some companies are looking into mandating a vaccine if you want to work for them. Because this uh, Delta variant is, is, I didn't really look into it. I just know that it's supposed to be a, a much tougher version of the virus. And even if you're fully vaccinated, you still have to wear, you have to go back to wearing a mask. So my wife was told by her store manager that even though she's fully vaccinated right now, uh, they're going to go back to mandating everyone, at least all the employees, to wear a mask while working again. It might not be for as long, but they're definitely bringing back the masks. Now, I think if you're fully vaccinated, you really don't need to because it should still help you against even the, the Delta variant. Hmm. But I guess I suppose it's too early to really speculate on that, whether the if you're fully vaccinated, if you're protected from the Delta variant. I guess we'll have to wait and see about that one. Um, but I got a article from a uh, this website called newsletter.com about vaccine passports. Have you heard about this happening? No. Yes. Let me read the article for you. Many businesses and organizations are now mandating a COVID-19 vaccine for their employees thanks to the FDA getting close to providing full licensing. Dr. Danny Avula, Virginia State Vaccine Coordinator, says the FDA is expected to make this happen in September. Now, to help Virginians, the health department has created a pathway for people to download a PDF for the vaccination records to provide proof of vaccination. On the state's COVID-19 vaccine page, you can uh, save or print a copy of your vaccine uh, records. There are certain places where proof of vaccination can only be accessible through a passport or a QR code. In two, three weeks, a scannable Q, uh, QR code will be available in Virginia. While Virginia Department of Health isn't going to isn't going to house or manage the actual vaccine passports, they do want to make sure that it is available uh, when uh, September comes. So they're tur- they're turning this COVID nineteen vaccine uh, literally into a barcode, <laughs> and because of this, you got. You got the the religious aspect of all this, right? That you got you got all, all the uh, Christians and Catholics saying, "Is this vaccine passport? <laughs> is this vaccine passport that's going to be a, a a barcode? Is this going to be the new? Is this the mark of the beast now? Interesting stuff. We have to we'll have to wait and see what happens when this actually rolls out. But not every state is going to be doing this. Uh, Texas businesses that require customers to be vaccinated against the COVID-19 will be denied state contracts and could lose their license or operating permits under the legislation uh, Governor Greg Abbott signed into law on Monday. And he is uh, said, and I quote, Texas is open 100% and we want to make sure you have the freedom to go where you want without limits. Vaccine passports are now prohibited in the Lone Star State. So, what does this mean? Well, I believe three states, possibly more by now, have already uh, agreed to start a vaccine passport. And what this does is it allows you, the fully vaccinated individual, to travel, to get a job where businesses will now require you to be fully vaccinated, um, special privileges, and... Um, I believe this is already full in effect in Europe. So most of Europe now has vaccine passports. 
Isn't that crazy, Conrad? No, it's, it literally. It's, it's but, pretty. Uh, it's it's kind of crazy, but you know, I've heard so many crazy things. This <laughs> is just like a. Oh yeah, I knew this was coming. It's like the other day I heard that. Um, I think it was Apple was uh, creating a algorithm that would look at your pictures that are sent through text messages, oh, determine oh which my. ones were illegal. And, you know, what defines illegal for Apple's algorithm? Um. Uh, well, things like um, child porn and um, there was something else they were looking for. Proof of drugs or something? I think it was drugs. Pretty sure it was drugs. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Is that something that... Uh, Is that legal, though? I don't know. I'm pretty sure it's not. I would say it was illegal, but the odds of them actually getting in trouble for that, I think, are really low. Well, so it's yeah, just it little really things low. like that that I'm looking at going, well, that's insane, but I'm not surprised one bit. No, I'm not so, surprised at all. But this literally does sound like the Mark of the Beast where you can't buy, sell, travel without the vaccine passport. Yeah, I mean, but it's missing all the other gear to go with it. It, it is, it but is. It, and I'm not and I'm not saying that, hey, this is the Mark of the Beast. I'm it's just like saying... It's like trial run? It's like I'm saying it's, it's a step it. towards it. Yeah. Yeah. Like eventually, at some point down the road, we'll be like, okay... For the vaccine, y'all had to have the, this, uh, this, the barcode. Yeah. And for you know this specific reason, nobody's going to argue with because it's so obvious. Yeah, you should definitely have <laughs> one of these things for... And then eventually you get to the point where you're like, well, I don't know, that's crossing the line. And then it's like the slippery slope. Mm-hmm. And then eventually it's like, I don't know, if your religious beliefs aren't such, <laughs> you <laughs> don't get the mark and then you're ostracized from... Um, society yeah i feel like this is very much a test run um so uh, um so like i said i do have a little bit of information on possible side effects yeah those ones are hard to find they are hard to find and oh my god (laughs) and and it's hard to find which ones are the verifiable ones because i found websites that claim that there's been over four thousand deaths that have been tied to oh yeah you know the covid vaccine in the united states and I'm like, okay, yeah, but how, how does it kill you? And then I never can find, like, how these supposed ones work. And then there's, like, the whole thing with the blood clots. It's a very, very hard place to do research on because just because it's so it suppressed. It, it, it really is. I had to find this through reference of different articles and Google searching, um, in uh, like, the actual um, the researcher who, who did these, uh, uh, what do you call it? the initial research on vaccines i had to go look for that guy and then look dig up old articles from him but this guy's name is paul grufert he's an md he's the director of alabama research um vaccine research clinic at the university of alabama at Birmingham. in a health article he said that while the vaccine shots are proven to be good against covid19 there is one side effect the cause the causes are still being worked out but when this happens, it occurs from six uh, days to two weeks after vaccination. Now, it's unclear if it's your first shot or your second shot. I'm assuming after you're fully vaccinated. But he said, more recently, an even more rare side effect called myocarthesis. I hope I'm saying that right. Essentially, it's inflammation of the heart muscle has been reported Ooh. in people uh, who have received the Pfizer and the Madura Moderna. Uh, Moderna. Uh, COVID-19 vaccine. That is about one in a million or possibly higher rates in some populations. But but again, all of, of these occur 
no more than a month after the vaccination. And that's insane. I don't, I, I, I was initially worried about this because I, I did receive the, fi- the Pfizer shot, but I've been fully vaccinated for, I think, about a month now, and I haven't felt any different, so yay for me. But long-term side effects. Um, there's only been a few studies, and it's been for women, but it seems to mess up their cycle, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, and well, what's I'm- crazy about it is this one patient lady who went to her her general practitioner, right? The one that she always goes and sees. And she told him, hey, uh, I got, I'm fully vaccinated. And about a week or two after I got fully vaccinated, I started having all these problems. The, the doctor, her doctor, uh, brushed it off. Like it couldn't possibly be related to, um, the vaccine side effects because there are no vaccine side effects. It's a vaccine. (laughs) (laughs) Vaccines are made to make you uh, feel better, not worse in other cases, right? So, uh, even someone, um, a former Pfizer employee came out and said, yeah, we have all these reports of people having these side effects after uh, the initial vaccination, but they're not being taken seriously. They're not being written down. Uh, Not from the Pfizer company, not from the CDC. So, it's kind of strange and peculiar at the same time but then like we were saying earlier it it's not a surprise and there's another thing too do you remember how i was saying that all vaccines seem to come with a um moral gray area mm-hmm. uh, all all new vaccines the the, the rollout uh, they we've seen me. from the experts that their their willingness to go into the gray areas for instance they told us that you know they believe that masks work the entire time, but they told us not to wear masks because they wanted there not to be a shortage on masks so that hospitals could get them because they believed that that was for the greater good. Definitely a gray area, yeah. Oh yeah. So if there was a gray area where there were a very limited number of side effects, like one in a thousand for these vaccines, and they were afraid that if they told people about these side effects, that people wouldn't get them. So what they do is they put them under the rug. So that people will get them because they believe that's for the greater good. Same kind of a gray zone that you mm-hmm. would expect them yep. to go ahead and take. You know, they've already shown that they would do that. They are willing to go into the gray zone. So the question is, how far? So Indeed, I would not far? be surprised if they were actively suppressing. And I wouldn't, I would also would not be surprised if this was all made up as well. <laughs> it's people because, you know. Oh, I wouldn't doubt it, but... You know the, um, what, what do they call that thing? The placebo effect, right? Sure. The placebo effect can work both ways. You can believe that you're sick to the point that the placebo effect kicks in and makes you sick. Right. There there have been people... There was a fella. Uh, I This is a story that uh, my uncle told me of a fella that he knew. The fella got bit by a rattlesnake. Oh, wow. And it was a dry bite. And because uh, they took him to the hospital... They didn't know it was a dry bite. And the hospital was like, well, we're going to wait and see if he starts exhibiting symptoms of a rattlesnake bite. And because it, they, they discovered later that it was a dry bite because they couldn't find, you know, they did the test and everything like, yeah, this was the dry bite. They, they you know, ran the test. They took out his bloodstream and discovered there was no rattlesnake venom in it. But between the time that they were waiting for the tests to come back, he started showing symptoms of rattlesnake venom. Because he believed 
but he was going to develop the symptoms so much that his body <laughs> went ahead and did the whole placebo effect and made it look like he was getting oh rattlesnake venom symptoms. Did he die? No, he, he survived. Mm. And they, they went ahead and they rushed him into the, the whole process of, you know, they gave him the antitoxin um, stuff and all of that. Anyway, so... They gave him a water there, pill? There's the... <laughs> What I'm saying is there could totally be side effects from the vaccine that people believe are real just because they believe that there will be side effects. Well, let me tell you something. I'm fully vaccinated. I told you that, right? Yeah. And there are real side effects to that as well. Like the like the day of stuff. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The day I mean, of was terrible. And there, there are the side effects. But then there's like, the, <clears throat> could you give yourself blood clots? Because you believe that you will get blood clots. I'm going to say no, because it wasn't known that people were going to get blood clots when they initially got, what was it, the Johnson & Johnson? That's the one that gave gave blood clots. Yeah. I, I don't think that's how it started. But let me tell you something. Go ahead. Um, like I said, I think it's been about a month now since I've been fully vaccinated. I don't have and I didn't have any belief that I would get side effects, right? Like, oh, right. this vaccine's going to make me, I don't know, continuously give me flu-like symptoms or something. I I, I thought, I'm going to get the vaccine and then I'm going to get it over with and I'm going to be fine. I, I don't need to worry about it anymore, right? That, mm-hmm. was, that was my thought. I had no worries about it. But since I've gotten the vaccine, I've had this cough that just will not go away. And that's actually one of the long-term side effects that was rumored to happen oh that i discovered um after having uh experienced it not not before so it wasn't in my subconscious or anything so i don't i don't know um could could i be hallucinating these side effects possibly i could not very, likely no well i'm not gonna rule it out um my wife has had continuous headaches and she's been fully vaccinated longer than i have so i don't know I can't say for sure. I mean, it's still really early to tell about these uh, vaccines. I, I'd be really interested in about a year or two when more research has gone into this. Mm-hmm. I think that's definitely when we're going to have to talk about it again. When more information comes out. Yeah. Nothing serious. But then it's like slight annoyance. <sighs> but I, I uh, have one more thing to say. And it's a YouTube comment. The best. <laughs> yes. And, and it's actually quite a good comment. Someone uh, commented on one of these uh, vaccine videos I was watching, and they said, America doesn't have a health care system. We have an illness profit system. How true is that? Yeah. Even speaking in big pharma before COVID, how true is that? They say that a uh, an ounce of uh, prevention is better than a pound of cure, mm-hmm. but... Right here, we sell the tons of cure. <laughs> I mean, just uh, people will tell you that, you know, America has uh, a terrible healthcare system because it's not a um, centralized uh, social healthcare system. Mm-hmm. But there is also the issue of Americans are just mm-hmm. not healthy. <laughs> no, <laughs> we are not healthy at all. Uh, there are Americans who would rather do all this unhealth could you imagine if there was a magical pill that sold at a thousand dollars a pill but this pill made you healthy 
in all regards, pretty much. Like, it didn't cure, like, cancer and stuff, but it just did thing uh, everyday um, workout for you. Like, mm-hmm. it, it was like, it gave you the benefits of working out and eating healthy. <laughs> it was just like the maintenance pill. Right. Could you imagine how many Americans would rather buy a very expensive pill that they would take, you know, I don't know, once a week or something, rather than to actually do what is healthy? If I'm being honest, I think I would do that too. <laughs> I, I already that. work out for an hour every day. I already do these insane diets and, and try and eat very healthy. I mean, I've been telling you about my about yeah. my diet diets, you know, I have a high protein intake and um, low carb, low uh, calories and stuff like that. It's a lot of work. And if I could take a pill that <laughs> that'll let me eat, I don't know, pizza forever, then hell yeah. <laughs> so there are a ton of exacerbating issues on why the American healthcare system is a fitness profit system. And it is totally true. Yeah. It is totally true. Totally true. You know, my, my brother-in-law told me that I was crazy for taking the vaccine. He's like, why'd you do that for? You're super healthy. Everything you do, all the vitamins and supplements you take. I was like, eh, well, I'd rather be safe than sorry. Here's the thing. There are so many people who are so adamantly against the vaccine, especially here in Texas. Oh, yeah. That if I was to get the vaccine, I would not tell anyone. <laughs> so I would deny it if somebody asked me straight up. Here's the thing. So, when I go on public, people aren't going to know because I still wear a mask. Mm-hmm. Um, just because I'm fully vaccinated and technically I can go out in public to, let's say, H-E-B, Walmart, uh, the mall, go watch a movie without a mask. I'm still going to wear my mask because I just don't trust people. You think that somebody's going to get mad at you for not wearing a mask? Uh, where I live, yes. Because <laughs> where I live in the Texas Hill Country, people get mad at me for wearing a mask at my job. It is the funniest thing i've even had co-workers get mad at me for wearing a mask and they're under the same rules that i am that say you have to wear a mask <laughs> you know that that's that's something that happens here too when i when i was working for a particular company a couple of months ago uh i was not i didn't even have my first vaccine shot then so of course i was wearing my mask right yeah um my co-workers even management none of them were vaccinated at all and they were all telling me you don't have to wear that mask you don't have to wear that mask around us <laughs> i was like uh no thank you i don't trust you guys i hardly know you guys <laughs> it's, it's insane it's what it is i mean that's the first step the first thing is they tell you you know you don't have to do that for me and then the next thing they say is well so if you're still doing it then you're doing it for you right well don't you know you're crazy <laughs> Look, it's That's a personal how the conversation cho- goes. It's a personal choice. Everyone has a choice. If they want to wear a mask or don't wear a mask or take the vaccine or don't take the vaccine. It's totally up to you now. Well, for now. For now. <laughs> Alrighty. I think that will conclude today's episode. I think. Unless you have something else going around. Well, I did do a little bit of researching into um, autism and uh, Alzheimer's. Mm-hmm. Have you heard heard that about vaccines? I mean, it'd be hard not to. Uh, yes, I heard the possible effect of autism, but that's supposed to be pretty rare, right? Yes. And it's uh, I think it's one in five um, millennials believe that um, 
vaccines give you autism. Mm -hmm. And it was a theory that started in 2004, I believe. Right. And then there's another theory that um, vaccines give you Alzheimer's. I haven't heard so, the one about Alzheimer's. Um, and they both have the, the same uh, argument that in some vaccines there are uh, the um, there is mercury stabilizers in them or something like that. And they mm -hmm. say that the mercury inside the vaccine will give you Alzheimer's, not Alzheimer's, uh, autism. And then there's the um, a theory that there's aluminum something. Uh, it's not just straight aluminum. It's aluminum something. That, that gives you the Alzheimer's. Alzheimer's. Interesting. Yeah. And as far as I can tell, the mercury has been taken out of uh, vaccines entirely and that there's no uh, vaccines that still use mercury in them. Mm. But here's the thing. Both of those diseases, autism and Alzheimer's, nobody knows what causes them. Nobody knows much about them. And nobody knows how to correct it. Mm. So it is one of those things that people, you know, if you don't know anything about something, it's a lot more frightening. We like need when, to time travel and get Mr. X to cure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so if you if you go, do you remember before people knew what caused AIDS? There was all sorts of theories of what caused AIDS. Sure. Sex with a monkey, gay sex. Well, that's how it's transmitted. Well, yeah, that's how it's transmitted. But <laughs> Where it actually came from and what caused it and all that sort of thing. There's a lot of theories, but we have a slight bit more understanding of it now. And that's why it moved from AIDS to, what do they call it now? 80-something? Uh, um, no, no. It, it was... I don't... What do they call it now? I thought it was just HIV. They call it, um, yeah, uh -huh. they call it HIV. It used to be called AIDS, but then they discovered what it exactly what it was and they changed it to HIV because they renamed it to something that more fit the um Description. what it was because yeah. AIDS was uh autoimmune efficiency syndrome and syndrome kind of means it's a something that we know about but we don't know what causes it and then HIV is a a more um perfect <laughs> mm -hmm. a more perfect understanding of what it is i forget what hiv stands for anyway same thing with um autism and um alzheimer's i think when we discover more about both of those diseases that will or that sort of thing that will <laughs> will um be able to identify whether or not it comes from vaccines i don't really think anybody knows what causes it mm -hmm. or where it comes from and anybody even has the slightest clue I see, I see. But it's just that vaccines are the, uh, right now, um, a lot of people believe that one out of five millennials, I should say, <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, believe causes autism. So it's just in with that backdrop that we're now having this new type of vaccine, the RNA vaccine, and there's just a lot of mistrust around vaccines. And then it's compounded by the fact that nobody trusts the U.S. government. <laughs> No. And, the US, and the U.S. government is now telling you that you can't say anything bad about the vaccine. So in that light, it is perhaps the um, no wonder that so many people are afraid of vaccines. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you for listening to Bizarre Conspiracies. If you want to reach me or Conrad, you can do so at bizarreconspiracies at gmail.com. That's all one word. Bizarreconspiracies at gmail.com. Final conclusions, Conrad. Ooh, vaccines are um, 
quite a crazy science when you really get straight down to it. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give you something to cure you from it. And uh, <laughs> it's just a really crazy, wacky field of science. I think they call that, uh, is that, is that a form of homopathy, homopaths or something like that, where you give I, somebody something to cure them from it? I have no idea. And then you combine that with the mistrust and everything. It's just that we live in a, a crazy mistrusting world where nobody actually knows what they're doing. <laughs> they're all trying trying for their best and i don't think really anybody knows what they're doing with it when it comes to vaccines masks and they're all just trying i think some of them most of them are trying their best i think some of them are just trying for power grabs and uh bill gates (laughs) but hey that's just my opinion my bizarre conspiracy (laughs) very good all right that's it from us we'll catch you in the next episode